to the Games Revealed podcast. Bunny Strike Studios, this is James. I'm Tyson. And this is Shagwa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're here for our first potentially video cast. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can be watching us right now. Potentially. Yeah. If you're if you're <laughs> if watching it right good. now, it made it to YouTube. Yeah. You now you don't not only hear the mess that our podcast is, but you get to see the mess as well. Hey. It's a shit show. Welcome to it. Yeah. It's a beautiful mess. But it's gonna be a fun one today. We uh we decided to do um, Little Nightmares 2 because we enjoyed the first one so much. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we just wrote up a little kind of summation of our thoughts on the game here. So walk into the same game that you played last time, but it's not a boat this time. And everyone is dying to watch TV in this part of the world. Uh, possible. Oh, never mind. And then we're going to show a video there. So get wrecked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Little Nightmares, I had a blast playing. I actually preferred this over the other one quite a bit, and we'll get into the reasons why. Um, but it's still creepy. Still a super creepy game with a lot of really weird, creepy stuff going on. Yeah, no, they really do. Like, it, it really isn't... It, it, it doesn't feel like a very different game, which is good in a lot of ways. It really is that it, it's different, uh, or that's not different, but it's... Still, like, I just wish they would have gone a little different with this game. A little too samey for you? A little too samey. And, uh, but it's still, like, an amazing game um, in its own right. But it, it just, it still, at least it still has that, um, that atmosphere. And at least it still has the, the creep factor. It doesn't have the fat people. Uh, and then Tyson has a good, like, uh, I think, reason for this. But Aliens. But it really comes down to... Uh, it, it feels like a very different world, but the same world at the same time. But it's just it's just weird. It's really weird for me. Yeah. It's nice this. not being on a boat. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like it opened it up. So it feels like the same world, but it's like a, a more opened up version of that world. Um, it's interesting, though, because this time you're not playing by yourself. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There are two people now um, in this one. Yeah. And I kind of, I enjoyed the way that it didn't feel forced. Like uh, we always, or maybe we don't always, but I know I always revert back to Resident Evil 4 as an awful forced companionship. And not that it's, co you know, it's AI co-op or whatever scripted co-op, but uh, this one didn't feel so bad. Uh, didn't seem like it was obtrusive. Uh, it was a little annoying having to wait for them to catch up to you. Like if you were running along and then get to a point where they needed to boost you up or something, uh, waiting for him to get into position. But Honestly, without them, you'd have to drag some type of, uh, like, furniture, a stool or something to reach those things, and that's going to take longer anyway. So, honestly, yeah. I think they did a really good job bringing in the co-op aspect with it. Yeah, and the AI was fairly smart with that, too. Um, like, there were a couple bumps where it was like, get over here. Get over here. Do I need to go scorpion on your ass? Get over here. <laughs> I didn't have any but issues for the most with that. part. Yeah, they're like well, usually she's pretty on yeah. it. And if you're really dumb in some rooms, she'll go and like show you the spot that you yeah. need to. <laughs> she's oh, yeah. more helpful than uh, a hindrance. At least it wasn't like in Resident Evil Four. Leon, Leon, or yeah. Metal Gear Solid Two, where you're just like, I can't swim. I'm gonna pee on your back while we go underwater real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say parts where it got annoying was when they picked things up, especially the x-ray portion. Um, I, cause I thought the thing that six picked up had the key in it cause she didn't drop it after we did the x-ray and I'm like, Oh, she's not dropping that one. So I think that's got the key. So we go down and I try and get her to drop it and I can't figure out how to get her to drop the damn thing. I'm pushing every button, so I finally run to a part outside of that level where she'll drop it, uh -huh. and then I pick it up, go burn it, and there's nothing inside. So that part was a little annoying, trying to get them to drop the thing that they were currently holding. Yep. 
But other than that, not too bad. And then so like as you're going through what this really felt to me, like James said earlier, uh, as I have this theory or kind of an idea, it feels like it's just a tour or a walk down the seven deadly sins. And so the last one was gluttony because everyone's just large and stuffing their face full of food. And on this one, they're looking at TV and they're just so consumed by the TV. And it's nothing but just like the snow show. Uh, But that's, you know, to me, it's sloth. So I wonder if there's going to be five more little nightmares kind of covering all of these uh, deadly sins. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, Honestly, like for me, it was... it was really unique to have everyone just kind of like stare at these TVs and then have that become part of some of the puzzles, which was really fun. Um, especially like the one where you had to break into the shop. I thought that was freaking awesome, but I don't know. It's like, and it was weird that it morphed their faces. I thought that was pretty creepy. Yeah. Cause like normally you just see the back of their heads and then when you get their attention, they just come and yell at you like, get out of here. I could yell at you. Yeah, no, I, I agree agree now that you mentioned it like with the seven deadly sins kind of thing it definitely feels like uh it's going down that route i just i don't feel like this game was different enough from the first one and it didn't get enough i think good reviews but i think it has a good fan base i'm like would they be able to fit five more games into this world well i mean you kind of chose that it was a, a little similar in feel so as long as you're willing to go back into that same feeling universe uh i bet they could tell a story uh, uh, over all seven yeah, yeah. and i think they did get bought out by another company who oh, stated they? that they don't have any intention of doing any more Little Nightmares. What? However, the producer, or not the producer, the uh, is it the distributor? Anywho, I think it might be the publisher. That's the what publisher. It is. The publisher has said that they actually, I think it's Bandai Namco, that they do have an interest in continuing the franchise. So I don't think we're done seeing the franchise, but it won't be from the same developers. Well, would I be feel, my guess. I feel like they told this is a, an easy one that not necessarily to milk the money, but I feel like they totally could make them out of there. And it would honestly be interesting to see the different bosses that we could get from them because I felt like the bosses in this one were somewhat similar, but very different still like similar tones, but different. And can we just all have yeah. a round of applause that they it actually felt like bosses this time around? Like just <laughs> I really <laughs> want to I really wanted bosses because really? when, when you got to chop off the arms of long hands in the last game, it was so satisfying to finally be able to do something about your crappy situation. In this game, you get to confront a couple of people. And you, that first one was amazing. The first one was awesome. <laughs> the first one was really you good, don't actually. Get, I, it was not. I, I kind of disagree. I got more satisfaction out of the... <laughs> uh, it, it definitely feels like uh, the first one was a little bit more satisfactory. Like, the shooting the guy was kind of fun in the, in the fir- as the first boss in the, in the second one. In the first game, chopping the arms off love that part. I know it sounds so... (laughs) Like, I found a sadistic side, apparently, to me. The second one, you don't get to do that to the teacher that has the long the long neck teacher. She just wraps that neck around everything. I'm like, I want to cut that off so bad. I really don't like it. But I gotta ask, is is it just the teacher that you're upset with this about? Uh, Like, is it only because you didn't get to decapitate decapitate the teacher? Because you gotta shoot somebody. Which was yeah, but you didn't amazing. really get to see it. I didn't care it. about that one. And I wanted yeah. to see that's, it. That's true, too. But I wanted to look into that. The only one that really bothered me You got was to bake a cake. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's what, I was like, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the teacher you, was your main. You got to bake a cake, and then everyone who got to eat it, you didn't even get to see him enjoy it. That's You're just true. like, I baked this cake, and then it was just gone. Yeah, but there is that And saying, I didn't even get a piece. There's that saying that you can't have your cake and eat it, too. So. I've made a cake, and I ate a piece of it, so that's bullshit. <laughs> but... 
There and there's there's more than three bosses. I believe there's four, right? Uh, I guess technically mm. six kind of counts as a boss, right? Mm. Oh, I guess yeah, there's that's five. true. Oh, yeah. and, and there's big fat ceiling boy. So yeah, dude, that, who he was just talking about yeah, with the burning, right. like you get to bake him. That guy legitimately is spider pig, dude. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. No, he was creepy. He did. They did such a good job with that, where he would like towards the end of it actually lift the beds up and like look for you and throw oh, stuff yeah. out of the way. That was probably my favorite chasing between both games. I liked that chase scene a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It, the, the game itself was definitely, it felt like a more polished version of the first one. It's just, I, I guess because I played the first one and then like a month ago and then played this one, it just, that's where the similarities come in for me. And the bosses were still, at least at least they were nice. It just wasn't satisfying with the, the long well, necked. While we're here, <laughs> I'm actually super curious. Who were your guys' favorite bosses? Oh, probably the hunter. Like that one was probably the funnest way to take somebody out. Um, the chase scene with the teacher with that neck chasing you down through the vents and stuff. That was pretty cool yeah. and scary. And uh, yeah, I'd probably say probably the hunter. I liked in the hunter's level, just the atmosphere that they set before you break out and get into the forest, like the stuffed family that he made. Oh yeah. Gave you so a little freaky. like Rob Zombie style horror movies. Yeah. Um, but also a little bit of Buffalo Bill. Oh, like yeah. I was just like, what's going on over here? I thought Ed Gein was going to come around a corner yeah. any minute. Yeah. That probably who that hunter was actually. That's very Ed Geenish yeah. uh, as it is. So that butthole face was Ed Gein. Yeah, and then he had his scarecrow face. Oh, oh, shotgun at you. <laughs> that guy was trigger happy, man. Yeah. Uh, what about you, James? Uh, favorite boss. That's a hard one because I think the most satisfying one was the hunter. Uh, but baking the uh, the the cook was pretty fun, actually. I mean, that sounds horrible, but like. <laughs> It was satisfying because it didn't. It, I feel like it did it first try, to where I'm like, okay, I gotta guide him into this, jaw it down, go out, and then just burn him, and mm-hmm. it, that was satisfying. Yeah, was, I feel yeah. It was nice watching because you get done with it, and then six just enjoys it. You know, she like sits down in front of that little <laughs> yeah, hole, you crawl out, and she just like folds warms her arms, her and hands just, up. Yeah, yes. I'm enjoying that. This. Was that was a nice little touch? So it's like you know she dark, funny. she messed up. So. It was a little difficult for me because as far as playing it goes, I really enjoyed the fight with uh, Six herself when she kind of mutates towards the end. Yeah. I just like thought that was a really cool fight. Um, and interesting to see. I felt like you could sense the duality of her like not being comfortable in that form and yet still being so protective and so aggressive in that form. It was really weird. I got a lot of, like you can't really put words to it because the game intentionally doesn't tell you anything, but like... There's just certain feelings that you get when you're playing something like that that add to the layers of what's happening. Um, so fighting-wise, that was probably my favorite, but probably my most enjoyable boss was the, uh, I think they call him the Thin Man. It's, yeah. It's Thin such man. a great, I mean, it's a great bad guy trope in any horror scenario. The like, actual just is a good one. Yeah. is Slendy Kruger. Yeah, Slendy but, Kruger. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll call him the Thin Man for, I guess, you know political correctness but outside of that outside of the bosses though there were some pretty cool just like generic um i shouldn't call them generic but other enemies that you run into that inhibit your path of running away i love those little muppets the little dolls or the pinocchios or i call them muppets but i love those things i i got my old boy on the kermits the kermits (laughs) yeah oh my gosh uh no uh, well and they're not really like zombie uh, puppets they, I don't know what they are. So, like, this was... The, they're not really a boss, but Black there was a couple of parts dolls. where it felt, like, kind of bossy. And it was the uh, the 
they're not puppets. What are they're not mannequins? Are they're, they puppets? They're porcelain dolls, and I know this because oh. my mom's used to make porcelain dolls when I was young, and she was had more capable hands yeah. before she got old. And, and they all turned out just like this. Just hammer like this. Yeah. Well, she has a lot of unfinished ones in the cabinet, actually. Like, and then pieces of hammer them because, like, you you piece them all together. So she's got like really well done, painted up, like ones that you display and then she's got just body parts lying all over the place and growing up with that like really i think added for me to this level because you're running around with all these broken porcelain. they call them the porcelain bullies i think because they're all just a bunch of dicks (laughs) oh yeah you see them in the you see them in the lunchroom smashing faces into food literally beating the shit out of some of the other ones they're awful Mm -hmm. and then the traps they set for you when they're trying i was like you you're setting traps Oh, I'm so upset right now. It's like we're technically in the same scenario. I get that you're like not real and I'm a kid, but what's this hostility, man? You guys like you just love teacher that much? Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's this one. It actually had zombies or for me, zombie like <laughs> things in it. And they so, were hive minded at least enough to have one purpose. Yeah, this was my favorite part of the game. I think uh, was running away from these guys. It was weird because. Um, I could get why it was wouldn't be a lot of people's, but for some reason it was just different enough from the whole rest of the game. It just felt different, and I liked it. And so, um, yeah, that was my favorite part of the game. I disagree with you so much on this. I hated at least the end, it. the end portion of this game. V- vibe wise, it was really great, but just like, oh man, if you missed. Like I did, like I got to a weird checkpoint where it didn't give me a key piece that you needed to, to beat the level, which is the hammer. So I had to backtrack to go get the hammer. And if you missed one of your hits, because there's so many of the damn bastards, then you had to, you died and you had to go get the hammer again. Because you, because it would start me so close that I'd have to run all the way back and then drag the hammer back. Oh, it made me so mad. Like when I first entered that last room, I thought that there was a way to handle those guys with just what was available in the room. And there's not, and you can't move fast enough to let uh, six down from the rope, even with those guys, like, stick, because they'll still have to space for a little bit if you stand on the desk on the right-hand corner. But, yeah, there's nothing you can do but go get the hammer and go hammer time. And see, because he must have had a glitch, because I went through there like uh, Pierce Brosnan. I know that's not his name, but Pierce Brosnan, an old boy. I was taking a hammer to every one of those sons of bitches, and I yeah. loved it. I was feeling like I was going down that uh hallway like a badass getting my revenge just whapping boys it felt like you had some control with that part and i liked that um and i liked it just it like i said it, it just felt different it broke uh broke up some monotony in the game josh and brolin oh that guys you, I know. You, those of you who it got to see my face i was struggling josh brolin is uh, old boy. josh brolin uh <laughs> well he was the american version i forget the uh korean fella that did uh the original by the way if you're gonna watch that watch the korean version and then watch the american version both are great but no i felt that's exactly (laughs) how i felt and i loved being able to take the uh the offensive uh because that's my issue with these survival uh horror games is that you're usually on the um retreat like you're usually running or trying to get away from it or sneaking around trying not to even be detected but i liked that they gave you something that you could fight in this one and those puppets were awesome because shattering their little stupid faces with that (laughs) hammer was great it really was i gotta admit like even i loved getting into hammer time mode that was fantastic um and like you said there's things you can do in this game that you couldn't in the others uh, like in one case, you get to start to flex like your powers. Well, I guess early on you you start to see that because like anytime you enter a room with a certain TV in it, you, you'll start to like kind of like 
wobble and hold your head and then you just want to go touch the TV. And so you'd like warp yourself into the TV, but it becomes more elaborate as you play through. So you're not just limited to the hammer and things that you can do or the booby traps, which were also super sweet to to figure out how to like get as many people as you could with a booby trap. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. That was actually really fun. I forgot about yeah, that. I, that type of stuff I love. Cause it reminds me of Tenchu, which is like one of my favorite games where you're just like, it's not, it's not good enough that I murder everyone. I need to murder them as creatively as possible. Well, it's funny cause I was running through that the first time playing it and I was literally just running and missing all of them like they weren't hitting me and it was total luck and i'm like they didn't even make this hard and then there was one that came swinging from the back that took me out like i literally said that vocally i was like oh man i'm really good at this or something like that and then clam (laughs) so i was like oh okay they got got me with that one i got tricked a few times in that game for sure (laughs) like there was a couple things that definitely got me and uh but like with the tv powers i just I love those TV powers so much because it it brought a new level of puzzles that just didn't exist in the other one. Mm -hmm. And so you had to move the TVs around and tell that um, in in certain ways or you had to sneak around like some of the the creatures, human-like creatures that were... faces. (laughs) Pretty much. That were uh, (laughs) staring at the TV, uh, psychically drained or something like that. And... um, you had to sneak around them. You had to turn the TV off. They get angry, come towards you. Um, it just felt too much like uh, I was living my childhood again, turning the TV <laughs> off on my dad. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I've done this before. I know when to do it. Turn it off. Okay, dad's coming towards me. Hey, oh, now he's okay. Turn it back on. I get those cookies. And I'm good. Uh, BYU game's back on. He's docile. He's calming down. And turn it off. Dude, that is legitimately my dad. My dad is a like very responsive person unless football's on. <laughs> then it's like he literally went to a different dimension. Very much like these. By the way, shout out to Preacher, but these butthole faces. Because they all look like that kid from Preacher, Preacher who tried to shoot his face off and ended up with a butthole face. Hey, God. Yeah, Such so. a great character, though, man. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> and then he kills Preacher. Spoiler yeah. alert. Get wrecked. But yeah, so the TV oh. powers, there's another side to it, which is the side really that you cute. see first, which is that when you first get sucked in, because later you get to, like, warp through them and and utilize them a bit more but early on you just go into it and it takes you into that hallway yeah which is kind of door setting the tone for the game and as you go through this game every time you try and go through that door freaking six yanks your ass back out and you never get to the door and i was just like dude i got like this is awesome this this added what i felt like what was missing from the first game which is just like magic a motivation like, why are you there? And actually, surprisingly, it, well, you know what, That's that'll come up later. We'll talk about it later. But it gave motivation for what your dude was doing. Like, he really wanted to get behind that door. And I did, too. I, I did was too, like, yeah. I got to keep going. I need to know what's behind. What's behind, what's door, behind number one? door number one? <laughs> it was, it, it definitely made it fun. And it definitely made, because we know from the first one that Six has powers. So we're like, okay, we know that there's some powers that are available. And then we were like, okay, this guy has some type of psychic power to where he can interface at least at the beginning with TVs and so uh, that brought a little bit of mystery to it that I mean it's not like this game needs more mystery because there's no answers to any questions they literally this game has questions that they it creates zero answers you have to formulate them yourself well yeah it's because it's a sandbox for your imagination Uh, I guess so 
But I gotta Six say, is Professor Xavier, and this is X Men. Oh the, there are probably worst, a lot of like example. really good things that you could speculate what, okay, what, what was behind fine. that door. But for me, I just wanted those bagger rings. That <laughs> What's behind co- the third door? Coca Cola. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> well, I can tell you what's behind the next door. It's an ad. Is it Jesus? It's a word from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> and it's burger rings. <laughs> and we're back. <sighs> Burger rings. <laughs> Burger rings. What's up? What's that? What's behind the first door? Do you know what's behind the first door? What's behind? No. Haptics. <laughs> Haptic feedback. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but that is one of the things that I really <laughs> liked. That is one of the things I really liked. I don't know why. I played this one on Switch, and so I got to have the, the controllers in my hand, and so fighting the boss or using the TV where you're trying to adjust the signal, I guess, um, was actually a lot of fun. Like, I really enjoyed that mechanic of getting the vibration in the controllers when I was uh, swinging the joystick in the correct direction. So I, I don't know why, but I really liked it. Uh, that feature, uh, but those fights were lame as shit. Are you kidding me? That's all you're gonna ma- you're gonna just make me move a joystick for crying out loud? That's how you kill Slendy Krugs in yeah. the Dreamland malarkey. Malarkey. That's a dream. Is that the Dreamland? Well, like, for for Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was gonna say Lawsuit. like that looked like the real world, which is distorted by your power. It was the most bizarre boss battle, but it was cool. I enjoyed it. I was was playing just on a standard, like it was PS5 controller, but they don't have the PS5 version of this out, so it didn't utilize any of those functions. Oh, that would actually have been really cool. But uh, I just liked, well, I'll tell you what I liked. It wasn't necessarily the fight itself. I liked that the game helped you kind of understand how that mechanic was going to work without interfering with the gameplay. So that when you did get to it, you kind of had that aha moment where like, oh, that's why I had to do that annoying hallway uh, stuff the whole time. My aha moment came after he killed me the first time. And then I was like, wait a second. I think I know what I'm doing here. My aha moment Joystick was in. when that song Take Me On came on during the credits. Take no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I didn't dislike it because it fit with no, what was happening. Sweet. Like he's he's trying to get to you and you're throwing up your little force field and he's swapping angles trying to get to you. So it. While it was simple, and I, I can see why it wouldn't be, like, as far as, like, the end boss battle goes, like, come on, this is it. I definitely get that. But it also fit with what was happening. And so in that sense, like, as long as I'm not being pulled out of the immersion, I'm not no, overly they, broken up They did a it. great job. I'm just slow as F, and, and it took me a full life. To realize what was going on. Really? Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> like he, he was, was, he he was, was all I have walk- to do is move joysticks. It no, man. So no, I was easy. like, I was trying to run or maybe I got distracted. It's recorded. I'll go back in the video footage and freaking show it. You know, we'll see what's happening with me and my adventure time with this. Uh, but I don't know why I died. It took me a full life to go. And it was as I was dying. I was like, oh, wait a second. Uh, well, next time I'll win. And I did. <laughs> that was, yeah, that, that's once you figure it out, it's too easy. It's yeah. way too it's, easy. He's just holding this switch over but here, swinging it. Like, ah, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> well, and to be fair, I guess all you're doing is twisting a joystick for when you're fighting the, the lady in the first one. Yeah. But that felt better to me. I don't know why. Like, you had to aim a beam of light. You had to go to a oh, beam of light. You had to pick more. up the mirror. I'll say. Like, there, it was such a comprehensive battle, whereas this one. Now move the joystick. Oh, I am a Jedi. <laughs> I was I was more intuitive because you had the mirror and you had to angle the light. Yeah. Where with this, like, you did have to do a little button exploring to understand how to 
keep him from coming at you. Yeah, it was. But the second you played with, you know, two buttons. No, it, I'm not <laughs> saying it was hard to figure out. I'm just slow, and it took me a life to figure it out. What I'm saying is, is that battle sucked balls. It, it was lame, I just, and it should have been better. I just have to <laughs> add, that was not the last battle. That was not the end the, boss. Well, the, 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 the end boss is battle, six. The, the last battle with Slendy Krugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that's how you take him out, Slendy yeah. Krugs. Must the be man real. that can shape Slendy shift. Krugs is considered a final boss. Like... In my the, mind, he's basically I feel like one the, of the I last feel like ones. the other boss he's is an extra boss. He's technically the last boss. Or the internet on this one is wrong because uh, I'm pretty sure... Or Slendy Krugs. I'm, I'm pretty sure Six was a much harder boss. Six was actually pretty challenging. Uh, um, but she yeah. was like a it bonus was fun, boss. It was, yeah, fun. it was fun. And it was unexpected. I really liked the yeah. surprise of that. I was like, what? what it was very why? Unexpected. Yeah. We just went on a journey together. She reminds me of uh, some type of ogre in fiction that, like, is in a movie or in a game already. Just the way that she had that, like, twisted, like, circle arm and yeah, stuff. Dude. It totally reminded me of uh, of a beast that's out there. Not that they're copying it, but I don't know. I just really liked how they portray or how she was all just huge and gnarly looking. I like how they did her actual design. It's like if Slendy Man and she was Slendy Man's baby because it was in the dream world. Like, it seems like he turned her into that. It's like if Slendy Man was a heavy drinker before he had his kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like she, she had, like, a club foot. Like, a, <laughs> a she had twisty all sorts arm. of weird stuff well, going on. I got a spring arm because my other one doesn't work good from the polio. I mean, I guess if you're, well, I'll, I'll skip that because that does come up later. But anywho, yeah, he might have, Slendy Man had some motivation to drink. Let's say that. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the way he grew into that character, it was, yeah. It was like a friend really betrayed him. So, James, we were but, talking about before the podcast um, about how you were feeling like it was, like, more magical than the other one. Very much more magical. He's I comparing felt like, it directly to Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a prequel to Harry Potter, so... Oh, uh, did you yeah, know that? Mono is no, Harry. No, no, no. no, no, no. is Hermione. <laughs> no, no. No, no. Slendy no. Krugs is Voldemort. <laughs> the magic... Uh, so, in the first one, the only time you ever get to a point where you're like, okay, there's maybe some... Uh, some psychic powers or something going on is at the end, right? Really? Is how I felt about it. Um, that when you start sucking everyone, uh, all their bodies, all their energy or whatever at the end. So, like, getting turned into stone by an eye above a door wasn't super magical yeah. for you? Or, like, a bunch Medusa's of little gnomes been doing that, that look like decades. a bunch of children running See, around not, the world? That's didn't not really magic, feel... though. That's, that's not magic. Bro, gnomes but, are always magic. No, they don't have first. to be, though. I'm self-conscious. Uh, they weren't gnomes. They were mushroom magic people. That's right. Okay. What were we calling them Smurfs. on the last episode? I don't remember. <laughs> not, I don't even know why you brought that in. Hey, There's they were, no way that's like They magic. were fun guys. <laughs> they were. Oh, up top. But... In this one, it's, it's just you have the, the teacher extend her neck for however long. You have the psychic powers. You have the people that they get drained, and then they have some uh, psychic powers that they can attack you with because that's how they kill you when you turn off the TV and stuff like that. Hey, where was that teacher when I was in high school? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it would have been hard, Ugh. but I would have done it. <laughs> she just uh, had that turtly turtle club look right I when I Once she started slapping desks, <laughs> I was like, Whoosh. listen... I know I'm supposed to feel one way about this, but I feel totally the other way about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This went downhill. That quickly. was magic for me. That that's, was where the magic came in. That is well, the opposite of magic no, for me. No, that is the best kind it's of magic, demonic James. powers. This magic moment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's just it, it just got more and more of uh, the psychic powers, which I'm, I was kind of fine with. It just 
it didn't introduce it much in the first one for me. Yeah. To where it went really hard in this one. Very hard. I guess in the first one's defense, you are on a boat where just it feels like the elite or somebody's going, but they also don't leave the boat. So it's like... You're not really, ex- uh, I guess, exposed to the real magic because it's almost like that place was a resort and it was like, oh, yeah, you know, where that stuff wasn't really going down. But then you go into the world and it's like all the dead bodies lying around and all the weird like oh, you're yeah. getting real exposure to the world now. Maybe maybe just that's like my a real quick random thought. That it just felt came like to a me. large jump and it's not necessarily a negative. I'm just pointing it out more as like there's drastically more of that in this one than the first one where it didn't have to go into those areas to make it feel very creepy and very like off putting because the humanoids in this are in the first one were just, they were slob piggish, just gluttonous. Right. And so it really, it it added a lot of just craziness to the whole thing where in this one, they went really hard down the psychic route. Yeah. And that goes kind of back into what I was saying too, where it was like, it opens up the world a bit more. So I do, I do in, in a sense agree with you on this, where there's, it went an extra layer with the nightmare side of things. Um, but I also need to point out, like it would take a severe amount of magic to hold up spider pig. So yeah, magic Magnets. was there. I, I don't, <laughs> suction cups. I don't think you know how physics work. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> Clearly he was anti-gravitational. No. But like, listen, the reason we keep talking about Slendy Man or even some of these magic powers, because this all becomes a lot more relevant once you get to the end of the game. Um, but like there, that's where it really drops. Like you're like, oh, this is some magical shit right here. Yeah, no, it, it really like the ending is where it just goes crazy where you get sucked into that build or you don't get sucked in. You go into the building, right? Yeah, and then you it's go just hunt like it down. I think it, you. Pull it you towards like pull you. it towards yeah. you. Yeah, pull that's it towards what it is. Which is Krugs. also another weird thing, you know. You just it was like, cool, though. how do you how do you distort the world that much? No wonder everyone's dead. If you can distort the world like that, everyone's getting crushed and dying all the you time. So, because Leonardo DiCaprio is in one of those buildings, Inception. Inception. You're you're right. Inception. You're really into yeah. these uh, references today. Where's my Tom Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what an Inception is. What's that? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> in in layman's terms, it's that doctor from uh, that Avengers show, Doctor Guy. Ooh. Yeah, Doctor Morio in the island. Yeah, Doctor Morio. <laughs> I'm I'm lost. Oh my god! I've, I've been flushed down the. The whatever toilet. Yeah, we went on a tangent, and you <laughs> James went on the whoosh on. train, one way ride. Whoosh. Exactly. Uh, no, but the ending is just crazy. You suck it in. You have to go in and just handle. <laughs> you suck it in. You, you suck that building towards you. Yeah, you just suck it on in. And then uh, you got to go in the building and then confront six. And uh, the very end of that, you know, you battle her, and you're like, oh, we, you get her back because I was like, oh, you might have to kill her, you know. And then you get done. She gets put back into her normal state, and then you escape, and you're just about to escape out the door or whatever, just like kind of like it feels like in the first one, and then you fall, and she grabs you. She doesn't even say, "Hey, she Flee, says you fools." No, she says, "I will always love you, Jack." And then she, yeah. and she thrusts <laughs> thrust you into hell. And she, like, does the weird thrust, let go, yeah. and she just, like yanks her hand. She like no. she's yeah. just straight like. Bye. I have to harp on this. I got the diamond. There's a lot of videos out there about like fan theories about what's going on here, why she did it and all this stuff. But I just have to say for me, it looked like she was going to save him because they've been working together the whole time. But then she has that moment where she realizes she's like, no, the door's here. We're done. I don't need you anymore. So she stares him in the face 
just takes a moment and stares at him. Just looks at him right in his eyes. And then just goes, later, bitch. <laughs> I know it was you, Frito, is and, what she said. And because of the way, speaking of endings, because of the way that this game ends, uh, if you get one of the two endings that there are, like, it makes me think that this was a prequel. So then it even adds to my, like, I was, I thought she was sketchy in the first game because people were like, she's the good guy. And I'm like, oh, did you see what she was doing towards the end there? I mean, I get that everyone around her is bad, but, but then you play this. And if you think of it in terms of prequel, I'm just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about her anymore. I feel like she's on a quest to become the queen of nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's an asshole. I'm, to be honest, in the first one, I was, I'm, I guess I'm an asshole too because I was glad to kill those guys. Uh, they tried to eat me. So they all deserve to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're trying it to was eat everything. Totally fun, yeah. It wasn't out of spite. They're just hungry. Doesn't matter. You you satiated them by hey, killing man. them. But <laughs> they're just hungry. I mean, the, the main point though is that it totally came out of nowhere and caught you off guard because it's one of those like the bridge is collapsing. You have to jump, and that's why you're even in that scenario. I think we failed to mention yeah. that. And you've jumped multiple times yeah. where she catches your hand and yanks you up, and so it's always a trust fall that you it, trust her with. And then it to- it caught me off guard. It I was very surprised by it. I was I like, was, I was expecting the we're gonna th- we're gonna drop you, and then it's gonna be like, of course we're gonna pull you yeah. up. Like, why wouldn't we? And so they got me. Well, like when they did the pause, you expect something's gonna happen. I was thinking like a Jurassic Park, like a oh, just get munched oh, by gosh. a monster. Oh no, yeah, it's, I wasn't expecting my friend to betray me, who I saved from her terrible music multiple box. times. Well, I was kind of wondering because uh, she just she seemed kind of betrayed. Um, I know it's hard to see what she looks like or whatever with the betrayal but it, it just it seemed like you know and then she was trying to it just it didn't surprise me too much that she dropped it just, but the thrust kind of was a little bit of a surprise like kind of ugh, yeah it was disgust. very it was very yeah, violent super intentional yeah i didn't i did but, not care for how she did it but then when so i don't know how the time thing works does he like grow up and then go back in time to that's who I, we should talk against, or we should actually talk one? about what those endings are so there's a ending and then an extended ending. And in the ending ending, she drops you. You don't die. You basically go into this meat world because that's what's happening. At the yeah, end. you're These getting meat things are chasing you. Yeah. And you're like in the middle of this meat blob on this chair. And then the meat blob kind of goes away and you're in that room. And then you're sitting on the chair and you're growing up. And it's pretty obvious as it starts to happen that it's the room that you've been trying to get into the whole time through the television tunnel. Um, and as the game goes, your guy just gets like really tall for someone who's growing up. And so you start to go, is he going to be, is he yeah. going to be the skinny guy? And then they show that final scene and he's, G, he's G man. <laughs> no, he's totally the skinny Hail guy. Gordon he's totally the skinny guy. Gordon and so there's Freeman. like this and weird time Mono loop is. theme going on there where it's like, you're trying to stop yourself from saving her, which again, puts goes into my theory that she's a bad guy. Like you're trying to stop yourself from saving her. And then she betrays you and makes you become you, who's the guy who's been chasing her the whole time? Uh, yeah, the only reason you're trying to stop her is because she betrays you. So my one question is, did the did the little spinning top, did it topple or did it just wobble? Was the chicken first or was the egg? Uh, exactly, Inception. <laughs> We're back to Leo. Shutter Island. And, and back to Leo. Essentially gets to the end of maybe the whole franchise now. No questions answered. From either one, for the most part, for me, like it just only question, more questions, more questions that we'll never know. And even if they make a third one, they, they it was weird to have the second one have this main character that just pretty much dies off because I mean, if he sees the slender, whatever, he dies. Slendy Kruger, okay. Slendy, yeah, exactly. Thank you for naming him that, yeah. by Kruger, the way. Kruger Slend. I don't and, know why uh, we're calling him Thin Man. 
Thin Mint Man. Thin and mint, uh, that's all I think of when you say Thin Man. I'm thin just like, mm, Thin Mints. Mm, that's why Slendy Kruger's fits. <laughs> and, you uh, can run, but you can't hide, bitch. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to see the extended uh, ending, though. What was the extended ending like? I cheated and watched it on the YouTubes. Oh, yeah, um, I but I knew there would be people. one because I figured that something would happen when you found... Because throughout the game, there's these shadow people, and mm-hmm. your guy, like, absorbs them. Go ahead and watch it. Yeah. But if you collect them all, it extends to the ending. And what what happens is it shows six coming out of the door after you see that normal ending. And there's a shadow six... And she gestures to this paper on the floor, and there's... It's a pamphlet. It, yeah, it's a pamphlet for the Ma. And I'm going to let Tyson point the, or elaborate on this, but he pointed out that like on top of all this stuff that's making it seem like a prequel, she finds her raincoat here. Yeah, she totally finds her raincoat. And that, to me, totally seeing the pamphlet, the raincoat, the way she obtains it, because it's not like, it's not a place where she would have been. You know, like yeah. she wasn't there. Well, my so initial reaction it. when you run across it is that she got caught by the hunter dude and hauled out to wherever That's he was. And then she's like, oh, my coat. Nice. Yeah. Because you're I, like finding hats, but they're not your hats. You're just finding them as you play. Yeah. But she's like, oh, this coat's dope. I've yep. had it before. It's mine. So and then you watch that ending and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so total prequel. She gets that raincoat there or the slicker. And then she wears that in the first one. F you guys for messing with this timeline it is weird i don't like that type of thing i really don't like i'm not the biggest fan of prequels but like doing little nightmares 2 as a prequel it's just i don't like that i'll I'll like it as a long-term mystery but they need to come out with video games i really like it because it totally fits into my thing where she's trying to become the nightmare queen because here's my whole thing with the secret ending and makes me wish i would have gotten it on my own playthrough is why does she choose oh so she gets a hunger pang right after seeing that pamphlet oh yeah Um, she's the mall but what this is insinuating is that she chooses to go to the maw. She's not caught and taken there and trapped like the game leads you to believe in the first one. She chooses to go there. She plays a music box that is the same music box that the, the end lady of the first game is humming. Same mm, tune, right? Yeah. And on top of all of that stuff, it's like she goes over there and she fights the 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 shadow lady. I think she knows that she's there because there's some pictures that you find. And I think you collect pictures, right? or unlock a pictures as you do certain things in that game. Probably. Um, there's pictures that people were speculating make it seem like you're that uh, that lady's daughter. And so I feel like one of the reasons that she betrays you is that she is more world-wise. You're just a kid in this world trying to survive. She's I, she's half in, half out. Like she's I, You never can tell if she's evil or not, but after this game, I'm like, she's full evil, dude. She's going for that master position. She she wants she still wants it to be nightmare world, but on her terms, she gets to create the nightmares. But yeah. does that make her bad? Then, if everyone in this world is evil, does that make her bad though? Just yeah. makes her just makes her nope. Neutral. You're bad. If you get no. taught bad, you're bad. It doesn't I, matter. If I that's for what one you were support taught. her. I vote for you. If you, I will be your knight in uh, evil armor or whatever it is in this case. No, she's bad. She's bad because she wasn't the one who f- willingly chose to fall into the pit and fight a Balrog. Okay. That's a good guy. Yeah. A bad guy. A bad guy stares you down like, (laughs) you think I'm going to save you? You think we're friends just because you rescued me literally and and set me on my quest for vengeance? And and I'm just going to throw you away like a piece of trash? Yeah. Bad guy. Piece Uh, of Good guy. Oh, and since we've brought it up and haven't really addressed I do think, though, we should talk about her Mm -hmm. as a boss. Like, fighting her as a boss. 
Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about it a little bit, but like that was one of the best parts of the game. I agree. Like it was fun to warp between the different doors and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like I really did enjoy that. And I enjoyed um, just the creepy factor of her. We already talked about that a little bit. But, like she was just super creepy, distorted. You don't know if you're going to, I didn't know if I was going to like have to kill her at one point, but it was a fun fight. Well, it's kind of weird too, that she doesn't technically want to fight you. She only ever goes after you. If you go That's through true. the music box. Yeah. The first time you call her, she comes to you and doesn't even hit you. She just comes yeah. to you. So you can hit the box. And then speaking of calling, cause you can call her throughout the game and she'll like come over to where you are. But when you call her in the boss mode, she like reacts and holds her head and is, and like gets like scared, like fetal position. So it shows that internal conflict. Yeah. But then again, it's like, does it though? Like what was really happening there? Because she totally just discards you. I don't know. Oh, I, can't I think she it, got dude. just warped kind of from it. it. It was probably a very traumatic experience for her. And uh, that that could maybe also be another reason why it went, she went down that path. I think so. in the time loop of things, the reason she gets warped into that, that, that fun bonus boss that you fight. I mean, technically the true end boss. It's the end boss. It's, it's vengeance <laughs> for being thrown off of a ledge and being forced <laughs> yeah. to become a uh, slender Kruge. Slender Krugs. <laughs> like, because it is a time loop. Like, we talk, I've talked about this with Tyson ahead of time on the podcast, but like, there's like this weird time loop about your character and Slendy Krugs. And so it's, it, it's like, did the, did the chicken come first or the egg? But also, did, did the betrayal come first or did the vengeance come first? Because I do think it's vengeance on his part to put her in that like distorted, creepy version of herself that's just like really like infantile. Because she just slaps around. She's not. Oh, yeah. She is only focused on the toy that makes noise, like infants. You know, like take the batteries out, and the kids like, hey, "What's this?" It's, Whatever. To me, I think it's uh, it's a, uh, it's revenge. I think uh, that stupid B six always drops you down, and she did it first. And so ever ever since, because you're fighting to get back to that room. Why? Because you got dropped down a pit and turned into Slendy Krugs. Nobody has a good time with Slendy Krugs. Yeah. Well, when you do fight Slendy yeah, Krugs, what do you do? You disintegrate him. Yeah. So, like, you're trying to end the thing, and then she's just resetting that bitch. Yeah. You know how mad I get when I had the Super Nintendo and I had the slidey bar on it? And someone would slide the reset? Ooh, guys, if you don't have brothers and sisters, you may not know the pain of this, but it is frustrating. So it just goes over and just slides that reset button. They know what it does. They're going to pretend like they don't, but they know what it does. That's that's uh, six. Six is a reset button pusher. She deletes your save files if you have a PS1 memory card. Oh my gosh, so you guys really hate this, <laughs> this girl. I think she's fine. I, I like her, actually. I uh, She's one of the characters I like the most out of the whole franchise. And I, I'm glad that you find out about her halfway through, like that she puts the raincoat on and everything. I'm like, cool. This, And we kind of figured it would be like you see the box art and she's on there, right? Yep. And so uh, you kind of figured, and I kind of figured throughout the game, but it was still cool. I like that, and I like her. It was kind, And I was actually a little sad that I had to play as the, the boy, but as you get playing over long, you're like... They're enjoying each other's company. I, I'm I'm digging that. Yeah, they're holding hands. I just yeah. and that's what made the betrayal at the end kind of hard. But at the same time, it's a very complicated uh, situation to where she was essentially psychologically abused and physically in a weird way because she was metamorphized or whatever into like a creature. So is a polyjuice potion. It really Big just deal. comes down to Harry Potter. It really comes down to. <laughs> I wish we would actually have an explanation. I wish we'd have more. And maybe that's the point of this whole game is just to leave mystery. Uh, it's just really hard. Yeah. 
Maybe it's the jig pu- jigsaw puzzle. Maybe we're just getting the pieces and they do plan to give us the rest of the I pieces would, so we I can like get that. it uh, because that's the only way this makes sense. And if you don't, you're asshole developers. Uh, I, yeah, kind of I will say, Bando Namkai, if you can get the right since the other company has blatantly said they're not doing it anymore, please. But I will say, we've talked about this on other podcasts. Normally, I don't like it when there's just questions and questions and questions and no answers. But for this type of game and how they execute it, I actually don't mind. There was enough given in the second game to add to the story and fill in some blanks. and But it did leave you with questions. But I was okay with it. Because this is the type of game where it's super ethereal, I guess is a good way to put it. It's not really a narrative or a story. It's more like an experience. And so... I kind of like that a lot of it is up to you to interpret and decide what it means or if there's a story there or if you're literally just like like playing a video game that is a fake effectively lucid dreaming right yeah like there is no ending to dreams in a lot of times you just wake up in the middle of them and then yeah. fall asleep and you're in a, either a different one or sometimes if you're lucky you start over but if you're like me in lucid dream you get to pay attention to a lot more stuff and that's what this game feels like to me it's like you're playing a lucid but it's like a lucid nightmare, which I've never had. It's That's, like a little it's a lucid trip, nightmare. And so for some reason <laughs> where a game doing this would normally really upset me, I'm actually really not that put off by it. Um, I was pretty meh on the first game, but after playing the second game, I actually liked it quite a bit and probably would continue to buy them if they came out. If they answered at least some of the questions, and they don't even have to answer them with a with some type of voice thing. I mean, obviously they can answer them without doing that, but uh, I just... I just want more answers. Well, like we were spitballing earlier, all the different possibilities and, you know, whatever, like going down our reasonings for things. Like it's all just spitballing and, and subjective, I guess. And yelling at Speculative. Each other. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing, though. I, I do enjoy that and like trying to figure out the connections and making my own theories and, and filling in the gaps. But to, uh, to a point, like I'm I like doing that. But in the end, give me my answers. Yeah. Well, like when you're going to create games. it like that. You have to, at some point, solidify what that shit is, because what is it? Yeah, it can't be endless, because if it runs like Attack on Titan, then I will stop playing those games. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I if they make a third one, we'll see. Um, I'd do it for the podcast. Uh, I like this one a lot, but I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have played this series with it unless it was for the podcast, in my opinion. Um, still a good series, but. I have other games on my docket that I need I'm with to you on beat. that, but it's more because of the type of game that it is. Yeah. It's not it's not in the game genres that I normally go out of my way to play. Oh, and I, I, I've noticed it since the first one was announced. I'm like, that's an interesting looking game. And oh, I watched Dan TDM play it while my kids watched him and I was just in the room. So, like, I've always kind of enjoyed what it was, but I would not have played it if it wasn't for the podcast. Uh, but I'm glad I did. That, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you, podcast. That's what I was going to say. Like, some of these uh, games that we play now, I would not play before, uh, but because of the podcast, we get to play it, and it, I like that because it gets me out of my box. I like all sorts of games, um, but my, the only... We need to put some my backlog games that I haven't, I haven't beaten Red Dead Redemption 2 yet. We need to put that on the list. <laughs> yeah, so, I technically never finished it either. And Good neither game, did I. I, <laughs> I got through the snow level and an hour and two past that. And that's all how much I played. I almost got my second gun holster. So hope you guys are ready for another hour of uh, red Red dead Redemption podcast. So (laughs) what do you guys think about the game? I think we kind of identified that I'd recommend it, but at a deal. Yeah. 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 Uh, 30 bucks isn't bad for a retail new game. It's been out for a while though. So honestly, yeah, wait for a deal. Um, this is one I'm normally a physical guy. 
I get this digital. There's no reason to buy this one physical copy. It's it's a good game, and it's a game for people that just like to play games. But it's nothing that you like need to have in your collection. Yeah, if you're a Switcher though, get that on Switch. If it sounds interesting and you're a Switch uh, main console person, pick it up. Yeah, no, I I definitely think the game's worth playing. I definitely think if you can get it for free, it's definitely worth playing. Yeah, at least five but uh, who's getting this for free? If you can, you play never it. know if it's gonna Up if to it's on, five dollars. It could become a PlayStation Five or Four free game at one point. You son of a who bitch. knows when who knows when they're gonna listen to this. That's and true. So, the first one was the, one of the PS Five uh, so twenty games that you got. That's how I played yeah. that one. So. All I'm saying is, if you like the franchise, if you really like the first one, buy it. If you if you thought the first one was good, but you're like, eh, I have other games to play, then just waiting for it to be free, because it will be eventually. Not that it's a bad game, it's just that type of game that they easily like to give those types of games out. Yeah, and it's short, and not a lot of replay value, because once you kind of know how to solve the puzzles, I mean, it's it's speed runs after that, find all the shadows, there's not, yeah. there's not much to bring you back yeah. to it. I will say this one last thing, though. If you do not like cliffhangers and stuff not being answered and you're going to go crazy and draw on the wall and try to do a conspiracy theory thing. Uh, do not play this game because there's like I've said 20 times already. There's no answers to the questions that are being built into the game. So happy Sylvia. Any That's last, what you're going to be ended with <laughs> any last things you guys want to end this podcast on play it. Um, I'll say this. The official stance of games Reveal podcast is that we do not support six nor her actions nor her as a person. Uh, that's fine because uh, me as uh, James, also the Brink, uh, I'm her evil knight and I will be by her side forever. It's like the opposite of that's a crusade. Adorable. What do you call it? An inquisition? <laughs> Instead of crusades, James goes on inquisition. <laughs> We're going on inquisition. We're going to conquer this world because there's no good guys. So there's no bad guys. It's just mono is a great goo ness. Well, guys, I think that's it. This has been uh, the Games Rebuild bo- podcast. If I can get that right. We're buddies. Vodcast. It's a podcast. The vodcast. I guess this has been the Games Revealed vodcast. If you're watching, uh, if we upload the video for this one. Uh, and uh, I'm James. And you've just earned five minutes of uninterrupted eye contact. I'm Tyson. And Chagua. Right, leave <laughs> it running five minutes. Thanks for watching and listening and uh, existing to consume this. Have a good time. Pause Later, guys. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be iTunes or YouTube, whatever it is, we're there and make sure to follow us so that you always get a notification when we release a new podcast. Thank you guys for listening. It's been, it's been a great ride so far. Let's continue to make this a good ride. And also if you want to buy some of our merch, you can go to shop.bunnystrike.com and see what we got there. If you think there needs to be something better, then go to our Discord channel, which is Bunny Strike, and tell us there. Thank you, guys, and have a good day.